On this episode of the Fifth Day State podcast, I have a little bit of a rant about being blocked by certain politicians. Um, my comments on the Federal Integrity Commission that is being talked about at the moment, uh, Supreme Leader Andrews re- um, removing some of the mandates and all that sort of crap that, that he put in, um, a little bit of a waffle about some anti-violence vegans and a whole lot more. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, Victoria, and thank you for joining me here on this episode 37 of the Fifth Estate podcast. Uh, I thought I'd kick off this show with having a little bit of a rant about being blocked by politicians on Twitter. Now, um, I'm sure a lot of you have been, if not, it will be happening soon, being blocked by Matthew Guy. Um, who is supposedly the leader of the opposition in Victoria. Um, But you know what? That's not what I'm having a whinge about today. Um, I thought I'd just have a whinge about being blocked by my local member, and that is uh, the Labor Party politician Andrew Giles. Uh, He's the uh, member for Scullin, and I was finally blocked by him by making comments about his post about a Federal Integrity Commission or whatever he wanted to call it and happened to ask, would it be any different to IBAC in Victoria? Well, we know how that's gone where Dan has done nothing wrong or IBAC can't investigate it. We saw something similar in Queensland with the Triple C uh, where it uh, would essentially rubber stamp everything that the government of the day did. In this case, it was the, the Labor government's. And, you know, just make comments about um, uh, those outside of, you know, the opposition and everything like that. And one of the biggest ones was Jackie Trade when she, uh, what was it? She bought a house in an area near a school or something like that. Anyway, there, there was something going on and it was referred to the, the crime, whatever they call it. I can't remember what they call it. The initial stand for on the Triple C in Queensland. Um, But they found that whilst there was something there, they didn't have the scope to investigate it. So, but that's what it's all like. Anyway, um, I will waffle more on that one in a little bit. But um, also I wanted to bring some disappointing news that I'm sure uh, is going to upset um, all my listeners out there, or five of them, uh, that I've been blocked by the roll gold dead shit himself, Martin Pakula. Um, no idea what I did to upset him and get him blocked. Um, but hey, he's gone and blocked me. So, you know what? Looks like some of these politicians need to develop a bit of a thicker skin, especially when their words, uh, come back to haunt them. So now talking about the Federal Integrity Commission. Now, you know what? I'm, I'm really undecided about that. Yes, there is so much corruption in, in politics, uh, that it's not funny, uh, do we need a federal anti? Oh, bit of a yawn there. Um, do we need a federal integrity commission? Yeah, not sure. Um, what we should be more uh, focused on and uh, making more noise about 
is that this current crop of politicians are going to use the fact that they're going to misbehave and that therefore that they need an integrity commission to keep them on the straight and light narrow to as a reason why you should vote for them. Now, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, but yes, now with that, we've seen it being used as a political tool um, and a bligh in Queensland used it as a tool to go after Campbell Newman when he was uh, the leader of the opposition from outside of parliament in the lead-up to uh, the election where she got trounced and, and had a bit of a dummy spit and quit the day after the election. The result was, was um, uh, declared. So there's that. Uh, we've also seen the um, New South Wales one, the ICAC, be used as a political weapon to get rid of um, the last New South Wales Premier, Gladys, I'm not even going to try and pronounce her surname, um, for that. So, you know, she should have done what every other Labor politician has done and said, no, nothing nothing to see here and just stayed on. Um, but we know that it would have been used as a political tool to hound her out of office anyway. Um, so that's the thing. That's There's so many, I think, integrity commissions create more problems than they solve. Uh, as we've seen in Victoria, the IBAC is there. It's essentially a, a whatever it's a toothless tiger. I think it's just a a, a gummy kitten at the moment. Uh, it can't do anything to uh, rein in the corruption that is rife in Victoria. Um, we've seen even the ombudsman isn't game enough to do it, so why should an integrity commission be any different, especially one set up by regimes, you know, which the regimes are um, corrupt to a different levels or maybe it's the same level, some is just hidden better than others. So, you know, it, it's the thing. I wouldn't be focusing on, oh, we need an integrity commission. I'd be more focused on uh, voting politicians in who don't need the big stick there for them to to behave uh, yeah, to behave and do what they're, they're supposed to be doing. So, but anyway, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that one. Now, talking about corruption and all that sort of exciting stuff, uh, it's a couple of days old now, but uh, the our Supreme Leader, Daniel Andrews, has announced that come Friday, which is uh, tomorrow, that uh, at midnight, uh, Friday night, that uh, some of the mandated restrictions will be reduced or they'll be gone. Um, the still jab for jobs is still going to stay in because science, I've got no idea why, um, and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, some people are rejoicing. Other people just need to wake up and realise that this is a political stunt done for the sole purpose of trying to... Um, lessen the impact uh, that the Andrews regime has had on the um, election chances of Albanese um, or, or the Labor government in general. If it had have been, um, and, and this is the thing, if it hadn't been an election year, I don't think that the restrictions would have eased um, and get ready for them to come back not long after the election is over. Now, they also saw some media reports that he hopes to have everything removed by uh, July 12, which is when the current uh, declaration 
which goes for three months, is, is due to expire. If not, he'll make another one which will go over to the start of the election period. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Um, what else was there? Oh, yes. Now, talking about anti-violence vegans. Um there was a post that came up on my fake book feed uh, that goes something like this. It was shared by a couple of people uh, and uh, that would you say would be uh, loosely defined as the uh, maybe intersectional vegans or something like that. So this goes, if you're pro-cop, then you don't think, think violence is never the answer. If you're pro-war, then you don't think, quote, violence is never the answer, end quote. If you agree that children should be spanked, then you don't think violence is never the answer. If you support the death penalty, then you don't think violence is never the answer. If you've ever watched Slaughterhouse video footage being like, meh, then you don't think violence is never the answer. What you actually believe is that violence is sometimes the answer when it's being perpetrated by those you approve of or against those you don't care about. Your anti-violence stance is inconsistent and quite frankly invalid. Now, this was shared by, as I said, actually quite a number of, of the, the lefty, left-leaning or Marxist-leaning, um, actually, you know, say fascist-leaning uh, vegans that are out there um, and all that appeared on the feed. And I kept quiet about it because, you know what, I'm not really that interested in engaging with them anymore because it's just a waste of time, honestly. Um, so, but then, you know, a couple of days later, the... I see on their social media, uh, they're pushing a petition, where is it, that, I can't find it now, um, that is um, to get signatures for people to respond to, um, let me find it, it's going to be here somewhere. Should have some interim music. Here we go. Um, uh, a petition to free Lizelle Herrera. Herrera. Um, she was arrested in Texas uh, and charged with murder after performing what authorities are calling a self-inducing abortion. Now, this is the interesting thing is that, yes, it's the same people that were sharing the same different, or the, or the same two articles. Um, so this has just shown the hypocrisy of the, let's say, the, the, the authoritarian, authoritarian left within the vegan movement is that here they, here they are in one breath can say, oh, you know what, if you're pro-police then you're not anti-violence. And then all of a sudden, in the next breath, talk about trying to get someone out of jail who killed their unborn child. Now, if Slaughterhouse, meh, and you have your views uh, skewed, then killing an unborn child is also having your views meh, skewed. Um, so, but anyway, um, you know, th this is just the, the, the hypocrisy of the whole lot. Um, oh, sorry about that. I had to have a bit of a cough there. Um, so yeah, it, it is. It, it's just the hypocrisy of it all, and how that they're f 
focusing on little things that they can uh, latch onto to further divide the community. Now, saying, you know, and I'm not pro-war. I'm not uh, – actually, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not pro-war. I'm anti-war because I – yeah, it, it's one of the pointless things. Um, after the last two years in Victoria, uh, definitely not pro-police. Uh, so, you know, and I'm definitely not anti-violence because I believe that there may be times where it is needed. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, um, it's, just, it's just one of those things that you can't mention that to anyone because they will bring in another straw man argument into that discussion and say, oh, but this, this and this and all this, this and that. And, and so, yeah, it's just, once again, another reason why the vegan movement is fucked. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know what's going on with it. But anyway, um, so, yeah, it's it's not worth being involved in, to tell you the truth, um, because... It's either you've got the personality contest or popularity contest where everyone fawns all over the um, social media ones that are all out there pretending to do this for the animals and that for the animals and all this sort of other bullshit or you've got the ones that are the authoritarian left who are saying that these people shouldn't have it because they're um, white, cisgendered male so they shouldn't be allowed to have their opinions heard or they shouldn't be allowed to voice their opinions because it needs to be voiced by someone else or you need to keep them quiet because there's someone else that needs to be heard or, or something. And it's just like, fuck, man. It's, yeah, it's that. And then you've got um, other idiots who I won't even mention um, put books out as if it's some fucking authority on veganism and everything about veganism without realising that they're part of the problem themselves. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah, just... Man. For a movement that had so much potential, uh, you know, I think it's just gone to shit. As I've said in, in previous podcasts, I think that their support of the jabs and the flu restrictions and all that sort of stuff has just shown how little that they actually care about um, anything else apart from them being seen to be doing things for quite unquote for the animals. Um, so yes, um, so yeah, it, it just does my head in. Um, so yeah, I think the movement's pretty much gone now. Um, I don't think it'll ever be influential again. There's just too much stuff that's going on that they've hitched their bandwagon, their wagon to or have allowed their other agenda wagons to be hitched to that have essentially killed um, killed the movement as to, to what it could have been something worthwhile, especially giving um, other animals equal consideration uh, and, and all that sort of stuff. So, But anyway, um, yeah, have to leave rants like that for maybe another day. Um what else was it? okay? Yeah, something else that I wanted to talk about is um, I've mentioned it a lot of times about the massive overreach by Victoria Police. Um, you know, there's so many things that they've got their fingers in that they can do to make life hard for us, and 
I think it's time that that they handed that back or turned around and said, no, we don't want to use that before it's taken off them. And I, I hope it, after the next election that it is taken off them. Um, you know, there's, there's weapon control um, declarations for Weapons Controls Act where they can just gazette an area as being, we're going to do an operation here and they can search anyone without warrant. They can confiscate anything without warrant because in reality, anything that you're keeping in your pocket can be used as a weapon uh, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, you know, you have a look when we were driving our cars, driving, you know, if you drive a car, they pull you over, they put you on the huff and puff. There you go. They've said that you're guilty and you have to participate in the huff and puff for you to prove that you're innocent. You know, there's no, like it is in the US where you do that roadside sobriety test, which gives um, reasonable doubt that you may be under the influence or something or, or, you know, influenced by something. None of that out here. It's just like, no, pull over, you have to blow in the huff and puff. You just turn around and say no, well, then you get arrested for refusing to participate in the breath test. So, you know, and it's it's a thing. If they think you're doing something wrong, they have to prove it. I mean, same as speed cameras. Uh, you know, you go through a speed camera, a red light camera, and it's like, nope, you've done something wrong. We, you know, we've said that you are, you're, you're guilty before innocent, before proven innocent. So if you believe that you're innocent and you want to contest it, well, hey, this is what you have to do. It's not the other way around where, hey, we believe that you did this thing wrong and this is why we believe that you're guilty because this, this and this. Um, there's none of that in traffic at all and, you know, that's not the only area. Um, uh, what is it? The uh, weapons prohibition orders that they can put on an individual. Now, if that individual is in a car somewhere, they can pull the car over, search the car without warrant, search the people that are in that car without warrant because they're associating, associating with someone who's the subject of a weapons prohibition order. Um, and, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's just massive overreach and it just shows that the government of the day and I would even say the opposition really don't give a shit about your rights. They don't give a whoop to you about anything. All they care about is getting more power. Uh, there was, what was it? the 420 events um, about legalising cannabis uh, have been, you know, hort mounted hort police were there. Um, I think there was a um, drug-sniffing canine there um, and, and all that sort of stuff. So it's just like, mate, you know what, you've, you've got too much power and it's time that you have it taken off you so then you can get back to what your original purpose was, which is obviously to uphold the right or to uh, to keep peace and, and good order in the community. Uh, so I don't think that this regime is going to do it because they like having their little enforcement arm of the state uh, to be at their beck and call. I don't think that the Liberal Party will do it if they were able to form government after November. Uh, so it's going to be up to the rest of us to wake up and say that, no, this isn't enough. You know, your social contract has been broken. We do not give you the authority to do whatever that you're doing. Um, so yeah, it's going to take a mass movement. Uh, so, And speaking of mass movements, the other thing that, that I think we need to start paying more attention to is obviously everything that's going on, the Great Reset, social credit, 
the end of cash, the the quote unquote digital Australian dollar, which is essentially a digital voucher system, because the uh, provider of the voucher can decide where you are allowed to spend that voucher. They're, they're allowed to decide what you can spend it on, uh, and things like that. And that's not currency. You know, if I go to work and I work a full week and I get you know seven hundred, eight hundred dollars or whatever it is that I get per week. Yes, I have the bit stolen, um, embezzled. Is it embezzled? No. Um, oh, someone gave me a definition of it. I can't remember. You know, it's not taxation. Is not theft. It's something else because it's there with the threat of violence if you don't submit. Um, but anyway, whatever that definition was, uh, you know, it, it sounded so much better than violence is theft. Uh, sorry, violence is theft. Taxation is theft. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, whatever money I've got left over, I can decide where I want to spend it. If I want to go and spend it at Woolies, I can spend it at Woolies. If I want to spend it at Coles, I can spend it at Coles. If I want to go and, you know, spend it all at the pub, then I can do that. Whereas once the digital dollar comes in, uh-uh, the government can set, you know, it can um, decide where the money is spent. They can decide how much you've got. They could probably even take it off you if you're not spending it wisely. Um, your employer can even decide it. So let's say you make widgets uh, and you work for, you know, ABC Widget Company and then, you know, you happen to go shopping to your favourite supermarket and they only have widgets from um, uh, DEF Widget Company. You know, your employer, ABC Widgets, can turn around and say, no, well, then you can only spend that money on these products excluding blah, 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 blah and DEF widgets. So if you need a widget, you can't even go and buy one because the employer said, no, you're not going to support the the uh, competition. Uh, so, yeah, th- this is something that everyone needs to be aware of and paying more attention to and asking these questions. I mean, you know, Labor Party's got a scaremongering campaign saying that the Morrison government is going to roll the, I think, the Inju card, which is the, the cashless debit card. They're going to roll that out among more uh, pensioners if they get into power. And yet what they're not talking about or failing to mention, and the, the media is even not asking the question, is that if the Labor Party get in, we're going to be on a social credit and a digital dollar system so quick that your heads are going to spin. Uh, yet they're not making any mention about that. So which, you know... When the digital voucher comes in, the government can decide where you spend it, the employer can decide where you spend it, when you've got the social credit thing that comes in, mean tweets, this podcast says something bad about, you know, some politician who's in a position of power, bang, you know what, I can't do this or I can't go there, I can't, you know, spend my money at that place because it's all tied to the social credit and digital dollar. Um, so, yeah, this is, this is the thing. I mean, people need to wake up about that and realise that, yeah, it's coming and it's going to be all of us to stop it. And if we're not, if we don't all stand up now and wake up and stop this by voting for these two groups of, of politicians, then I don't think there's much chance of, of us stopping it after the election either. Um, maybe, maybe the Victorian election could do it. Uh, I think that you probably got a better chance at the Victorian election because the states have more power than what the Commonwealth does. 
Uh, so, for example, ESG scores, if all the big banks bring it in, then the states can start up their own state bank and run competition to it. So to have ESG removed, um, same as insurance uh, and everything like that. So, But we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, so if you, when it comes to election time, as I've said, all the time, vote independent first. Make sure it's a genuine independent, not one of the, was it Climate 2000, um, faux independents uh, when they're bankrolled by a massive organisation uh, and yet not declaring allegiances and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah, independent first, then choose whichever minor party that you want to add into as long as ALP, Greens, Liberal Party and National Party are in whatever order you decide at the bottom of the ticket. Uh, if you've only got five people running, then, yeah, you know what, vote for the number one for one that's not part of those four groups. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, um, I think I might end it there. Uh, so thanks for listening and uh, look forward to having you join me on the next episode of the Fifth Estate Podcast. Okay, bye for now.